Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. And they camped in Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those 12 stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. Then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When you're, excuse me, verse 21, then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in the time coming, saying, What are these stones? Verse 22 says, then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. Verse 23, verse 23 would then read, For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, as the Lord your God did not, excuse me, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. Verse 24, it should be on the screen. Uh, it says that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you may fear the Lord, your God, forever. I want to talk to you from the subject tonight entitled, What Are These Stones? What are these stones? So I was going to um, finish. I, I feel like God kind of put a stamp on the anointed message on last Sunday. So um, I was asking him all week, what in the world should I say? And to be honest with you, this did not come uh, until Saturday after we had our staff meeting here at the church. And so we had a staff meeting um, at the church in the morning and um, we just started reflecting and debriefing on what has happened and what has transpired um, during this year. And it started making me um, God started to minister to me through sharing with our team um, on yesterday uh, how important it is to document your history with God, yeah. how important it is to document your history with God. It is in documenting your history with God that not, not only um, does it bring joy to you and strengthen you in your journey as you go along the way, but it also helps others in their faith with Christ. And so it began, God began to drop one of my favorite books of the Bible from one of my favorite people, Joshua, here in Joshua chapter 4. And in Joshua chapter four, long story short, Joshua has the has the uh, tumultuous task of leading the children of Israel after um, after their servant, after their leader, Moses, has died. Um, and, and, and now it is Joshua, God's chosen man that will lead them into the promised land. And so we have it that Joshua chapter four is a continuation of what happens in Joshua chapter three. 
um, because in Joshua chapter three, um, they are to cross over. But there is a dilemma that the Jordan is uh, in its season of overflowing. And so at this very moment, it is it is so it's impossible for them to cross. And so there is a miracle that needs to take place. And so the difference between this miracle um, here at the Jordan versus the miracle at the Red Sea is that um, that the children of Israel had to put their foot in the water in order for the water to move. Uh, the difference is, is that Jesus, rec- uh, excuse me, that God required them, their faith to take a step in order for the river to open up for them. Uh, But while here, ladies and gentlemen, God gave them a specific instruction, and that instruction was to take 12 men, 12 men uh, from each tribe, right? There will be 12 men, um, one from each tribe, uh, which is there's 12 tribes in Israel. So one man for each tribe, and they ought to pick up 12 stones, uh, they, they would to pick up 12 stones. This is what God commanded them to do. Um, this is of great significance while he, why he asks him to do this. And he asked them, ladies and gentlemen, to pick up the, tw- the, some stones, uh, where the priests would stand because, um, just to visualize this for a second, that the priests literally stood in the middle while the uh, children of Israel were crossing through the Jordan, the ark stood, uh, uh, they they held the ark. The priest they they held the ark up while those who were walking past, um, walking past to the other side of the Jordan. And so while there, one who were who was designated to pick up the stone, they were to pick up the stones from from the Jordan, and that was their instruction. And so uh, uh, and bring it to the other side. And uh, and that's what they did. They took 12 stones, picked it up and they went on and um, did what the Lord said. And the, the very thing about these 12 stones and what makes it so significant is not the stone itself, but what it symbolizes. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brandon Hill, the senior pastor of Transformation Christian Fellowship. And I am so glad that you're tuned in right now. Listen, it is through your generosity where we're able to do what we do here at TCF. Listen, if you feel led to give at any part of the service, please text TCF1 to 77977 or or you can give on our website. Listen, as you give, you allow us to continue the, our outreach efforts as well as to maintain the ministry that we do here at TCF in the Maryland area to connect more lives to the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. I pray that God will bless you as you give today. And remember, transformation starts here. What these stones symbolizes, I can really get into the whole theological um, take you even further to how, you know, with the ark being in the middle of the, uh, uh, of the Jordan, how that represents Christ. Again, everything in the old Testament points to Jesus, everything, yeah. everything does. Everything is a symbol symbolism again of Christ. And again, a lot of times when you see water and those different things like that, 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 that the water did not swallow them up. They were not swallowed up by they were not swallowed up by judgment. Matter of fact, because Christ was in the middle of it, they were able to pass through. Are right, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. 
And so, ladies and gentlemen, we have here that God gives them an instruction and he was very repetitive. Anything. Let me teach you something about studying the scripture. When you see God says something more than once, that means that this is of great significance. It's of great importance. There's a reason why God is having you to do something like this and why this is so important, because, ladies and gentlemen, these stones, it wasn't the stones itself, but what it represented is that God brought them through on dry ground. And not only that, you have to understand some backstory context that when these when this generation of children of Israel, this is not Moses generation. This is not Moses generation at this point. They have all died off because of their unbelief. And God said no one over 21 except for uh, Joshua and Caleb would be the ones that would see the promised land. And so that generation had died off. Most of the people that were, uh, uh, most of the ones that now are in promise were very young when, when, when their parents and their grandparents came out of Egypt. So you have to understand that this is now they're of, of age and this is the first miracle in a sense, that they see and that they are experiencing for themselves. We don't know the ages of those who were, we just know that those who were younger, he says, if you despise it, then your children, I'm going to give it to your children. We don't know. We know that they've now came of age. And now this is the first miracle that they're, that they are witnessing they are the first generation to witness and experience the promise that was made to their forefathers. Are you getting this? And so what you do in that situation is you got to document that. The stones, ladies and gentlemen, while they were just now they they we don't know now they don't exist now they probably washed away now there's still some artifacts of different things and then there's still some thoughts out there where where it's actually Gilgal because that's a whole long story and the whole debate itself if you get into it and read commentary and different things like that but ladies and gentlemen what makes this so significant is again this is the first miracle. It's one thing that when you were young, it's, you, you know how it is when people try to make you remember something that you didn't really know and you was a little kid? <laughs> like, you remember that time? No, I don't. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't have that memory. But now they're of age. You've heard before Moses went off the scene, he preached a long message to them. Telling them about what happened. Bringing them to this point. Telling them not to depart from the law. Telling them, telling them the blessings and what happens when you depart. Now we have it now. Joshua is the only older statesman, him and Caleb, in the bunch and their families. Joshua was, was, has been through this before. Him and Caleb. Now a new... Now a new generation of folk having to lead them now. Because many people thought that Joshua was young. Joshua was not young at this point. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. The generation that he was leading was young. Yeah. 
but not him. Joshua was an older statesman at this point, him and Caleb. And David's seen it before. But even for them, they are the first generation to now step over in the outskirts of the promised land. Are you get what I'm saying? And they have a fight in front of them. Because the promised land, and I'm not going to try to go too far, but the promised land, they fought for every place that they occupied. Because something was occupying it. And Caleb and Joshua were older statesmen and leading this. And now we have it that they're there. And, and now they're moving across. And so there's two things. And it was so confusing when I was reading this because it's like, all right, you tell them to tell, take the stones and you put them on the other side. So they, there was two things for, for, my, for, for what I'm seeing here is what happened is that God instructed them to put 12 stones, like build, get one stone each, put some in the middle of it where the priest stood. And then it, the other would be that you would have 12 stones when you go to the other side. And they set it up at Gilgal. So that's what the instruction was. That, that was the instruction. And, and, and this is the thing here. Crossing the Jordan was the first miracle which they marked the interest of the people of Israel in the land of Canaan. It was God's purpose that this should be held in perpetual remembrance. This was not solely for one time thing to remember. This was for generations to constantly hear of this miracle. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We're celebrating Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend is a time where we reflect and, and, and for those who were fallen soldiers, fallen soldiers who represented our country. And this right here, ladies and gentlemen, is a different type of remembrance. We're remembering the fact of what God has done. And this is what God intended for it to be. And again, here we go. The stones in the bed of the river is to remind the 12 tribes that which the Almighty, uh, had, Almighty hand had uh, 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 fulfilled the promise to their fathers. And, 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 and again, the only thing that will preserve this memory is in the communication and telling of what happened at the day they passed through the Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you get what I'm saying? What I'm trying to tell you is, is that, yes, there are times, right, where you that you, you have this physical memorial that was not meant for it to permanently be there. It wouldn't permanently be there, but it will be permanently. Oh, my God. inched in the fabric of those people's minds who continue to hear the story of God's goodness. You want to know what happens all the time? There's certain memorials. Passover is a memorial, ladies and gentlemen. That's a memorial. That is something that that has been passed down from many years. Celebrate it. And at every Passover, they read the various Psalms and different things from the Torah that reminds them of what brought them here. The issue, ladies and gentlemen, is that we're not telling enough stories about the stones. The stones, ladies and gentlemen, of your life can be various different things of what God has brought you through. And guess what? It is that stones are a testimony of the faithfulness of God. And what they would do is they would recite this 
They would recite it. Moses, the songs of Moses was something that is continually said at the different festivals and the feasts. And we here have memorials. Right here, this good book. Yeah. Something that lasts a long time. Nothing about the faithfulness of God. It's a memorial. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Something that we should be reminded of each day of how to live. If this is making sense. Here we go. He's talking about what are these stones, ladies and gentlemen. And, and I'm not going to be long. It's a very it's a very message that makes us wonder. There are certain stones. We're coming up on five years in September. There are certain stones, testimonies that has brought us to this point. And, and when I look at this and, 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 and God's purpose for this, it, it's so it's so awesome. It, it's really it, it's so awesome to look at God's purpose through all of this. One of the reasons let me let me give you this first one. What are these stones? It is a reminder of God's faithfulness in our lives. So it serves as a reminder to them as individuals. When you document your history with God, you are look you're documenting the faithfulness of God to you. So when you're talking about a remote or memorial, you're, you're, you're recalling into remembrance. You're reminding yourself. It is not that you are trying to dwell in the past. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is not that I'm trying to dwell in the past. It's that I pull from the past to push me to my future. Are you get what I'm saying? When I call those things in memory. When I recall those things and dwell on what God has done for me, then it should propel me to in faith to push towards my future. That's why it is important that we are reminded of the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Because it keeps you reminded because let me tell you something. There are times there's something that I do. I document different things that has happened in my life. I document it because one day I'm going to pass these books. Everything I've written and every prophetic word that I've ever gotten, I write it down. I have like three full books and pages of things. And one, my, my, my day, my dream is, is if I'm fortunate, my wife and I to have kids is to pass it down to them. And the reason why is so they could see the faithfulness of God, not only for their, their parents, but how he can be faithful to them. This is what I'm telling you. You have to recall on the memory, on your memory and think of the faithfulness of God. That's what these stones are. What are these stones? Because these stones, when you when you're building this memorial, there's somebody's going to ask you, what are these? What is this about? What is this about? You know why enough people are not asking that question? Because nobody's being open enough to tell their testimony. Nobody is willing enough to set up a memorial of the stones of their life and say, for people to be curious, like, hey, what is that all about? Or what, why do you do that? What is that all about? Well, let me tell you the story. These stones, ladies and gentlemen, is all about recalling the faithfulness of God. Yes. How the Jordan was overflowing in the season. It was in the season of overflow. And the truth of the matter is we could have we could have been swallowed up by the current. But God's faithfulness yeah. 
allow us to cross on dry ground. They may not have could have, they may not have remembered how they crossed when they were younger in the Red Sea. But being older now, they can recall what God did for them in the Jordan. Somebody say, what are these stones? What are these stones? Let's, let, let's, let me give you point two here. Well, before I give you that, let me, let, let's go here to, um, well, I, don't, I forgot to put it there. Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse nine says, therefore know that the Lord, your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. I want you to see that again, that he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations. Again, he keeps covenant. This right here was a sign of God keeping his covenant. It's a reminder to them of the faithfulness of God. Say, I hear you. Let me give you this point two here. It would serve as a point of contact of God's work for future generations. Your generation needs a point of contact. What do I mean by that? That these memorial, these stones serves as a point of contact. Not, in the, not in, the, in, in the sense of that it would serve as a point of where faith can be introduced to another generation. When you, when you, when you, when you, when you document and when you place so and set up a memorial, it is so that not only does it remind you, but it was really God's sole purpose is for their children to know what happened here. So they could be curious of what happened at this very moment and that they could tell them, listen, this is the God of Israel. Let me tell you about him. You know why a generation can be lost? Because nobody's point. They don't have a point of contact. They don't have a point of contact. A point of a point of contact that would introduce them to the God of Israel. A point of contact to to, to, to point them to faith in what real spirituality is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I feel like I've benefited in my life because I had a point of contact so that I would of God's work, not only in my parents' life, but in my grandparents' life. You get what I'm saying? I had something that I could trace to know that there was a God and that he's real. There's a point there needs to be. How will future generations know if they don't have nothing to see? The building is not a point of contact. I need a point of contact. In the lives of individuals. To see the goodness of God. 
It's more than me coming on a Sunday, Sunday, every Sunday. But really, for children, it's more than a children's church for 30 minutes. I have to see it in my home. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A point of contact of God's faithfulness. Let's go here. Psalm 145 verse 4. Psalm 145 verse 4. I love this verse. It says, one generation shall praise your works to another. And shall declare your mighty acts. It says, one generation shall declare, shall praise your works to another. That's all a part of that point of contact. That guess what? This memorial at Gilgal was not going to last. These stones would eventually fade. But one thing that will not fade is word of mouth. If you're constantly hearing the praises of God flowing from one generation to another generation, guess what? It will constantly be enriched. It will constantly, what I mean by that is that it will be itched. It will be ingrained into one's heart and one's mind. Now, even if they depart from it, guess what? They still will come back. They shall declare your mighty acts. Declare his mighty acts is right here. What God has done. When you sit down and tell another generation of what God has brought us through. When we talk about how in the days of Martin Luther King and those with the civil rights movement, what God has done for us and brought us through and declaring that it was God that brought us over. It was God that gave us victory. It was God that did this. Let me show you how God opened this up and God opened that up. Instead of declaring yourself, why don't you declare God? Because it's one thing to hear of another person's deeds that didn't that don't do anything for a person's life. It wasn't Martin Luther King himself. It was God that was working behind the man. When we get in this generation and you have generations, generation Z's and Whatever else is coming up, they have to hear that. And what's happened is, is that the children in my generation, those who are now parents, has not, has not, unfortunately, we have children raising children and they're not speaking and declaring the praises and the mighty acts of God to another. And what's happening is a generation has a lot of questions that they don't have answers and they're hearing counter cultural things and they thinking that is the way because somebody stopped declaring the works of God and praise more of the works of man than God. Somebody say, what are these stones? The importance of generation. God sees everything in generations. That it would be passed down. 
You don't understand the power of, of, of declaring and passing it and bringing it down. I'm not one person that stays in the one race thing and everything like that, but let me just speak to our African-American community. One thing that we fail as a community with is that we don't know how to pass nothing down. It's different in Jewish culture. They pass it down. They've heard this stuff recited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what we pass down? We pass down the trauma of old. But we're not passing down the blessings of God. We're not passing down how God has brought us over. And now in our own thing, we are seeking other things. My black is beautiful, this and that. All of that stuff is great because we've been finding ourselves to be so brought down with our own self-image. But the issue with that lies is that when we're looking at other things outside of the God that gives purpose, that's where it becomes a problem. And here what happens is we lose a generation. Hear me, Psalm 78 verse 4 says, We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. You know how a generation becomes ignorant? It's because they weren't being told of the goodness of God. Are you get what I'm saying? They weren't being told it. They didn't see it. There's no point of contact. The stones, ladies and gentlemen, are a point of contact. A point of contact. It points them to say, hey, if God did this for us at the Jordan, what are the amazing things that God could do in your life if you trust him? If you trust him. It says it right there. Let's go back to Joshua. It says it right here. It says, verse 22, then you shall let your children know, saying Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. This is what happened with your mom and dad. We crossed over. For the Lord your God dried up the waters. That's what happened for us. The waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until he had crossed over, till we had crossed over. That's what God did for us. Lastly, what are these stones? It's in verse 24, it says that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord and that it is mighty that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Not only, number one, these stones are memories for us of what God has done, remind us of his faithfulness. Number two, it is a point of contact for future generations. But three, ladies and gentlemen, it would serve as a sign to the world of God's power. These stones, ladies and gentlemen, would serve as a sign of God's power. It would serve, ladies and gentlemen, to let you know that there was no Big Bang Theory that caused this water to dry up. 
Sometimes I look at the Discovery Channel and they have different things as it pertains to the Jericho Wall and those different things as it pertains to the different uh, uh, how nature and all that stuff like that and try to find ways to do, try to discredit what God has done through nature for his people. And this right here, no man could do this. No man could do this. Nothing could dry up this outside. There had to be a something or someone who had the power to control nature in order for them to cross on dry land. Can I go further in the book of Joshua? The people in Jericho thought they had more time, but they were nervous, especially once they heard they had crossed. Because <laughs> they already heard what had happened in Egypt and how the God of Israel had led them through the Red Sea. At that time, it was more of a polyistic culture. People serve more than one God. And they were nervous. Because that God of that people. Nothing to play with. How do we know this? There's a prostitute named Rahab. Said we heard about your God. See, y'all don't understand tonight. You don't understand. It serves, these stones serve as a representation that your God is no one to play with. Matter of fact, it is because of what Rahab heard about their God that brought salvation to her family. But how else would they know that if there wasn't nothing that they could trace to oh my god there is a god ladies and gentlemen and your god ladies and gentlemen has all power in his hands and with all power in his hands it serves as a sign to all nations that there is a god with you. oh my god there's a god in you and there's a god with you that god is with you the uncreated creator is with you. His hand is with you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's no any old other God. There wasn't no water God that dried that up. There wasn't no sun God that dried that up. There was the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. The I am is what did it. <laughs> what are these stones? And, and it made me this thing. I'm like, listen, when we, when our church continues to grow like it's doing, we'll have more signs to point people like, listen, you thought this was an overnight thing and it's not. Because guess what? We were, were doing the will of God. And there were things that God has done for us. That while we were, while in a pandemic, it shouldn't even happen. It shouldn't even did this. But guess what? God, you're going to be able to build a memorial to memorialize how when you were in a pandemic, how you went through all of this stuff, ladies and gentlemen, that guess what? God brought us through. My job was on the line. But guess what? God gave me another one that 
and listen my bills were stacked up but I can memorialize how God brought us through and sustained us through in this whole process somebody needs to take a moment and document your history with God because there was some things that should have taken you out there is this this, this thing should have wiped us completely out but it showed that God's hand is still upon a people that has looked to him and trusted him with everything that we got and ladies and gentlemen it is serving as a sign that if God can be with a people called Transformation Christian Fellowship that surely he can be with me as well if he can be with these people who had the heart stacked up against him then surely I didn't even come to preach like this tonight but surely he can be with me hallelujah said it would serve as a sign it would serve as a sign that the hand of God is mighty and that they would fear God not only to be in tremble of him because not only that but to reverence the God of Israel <laughs> and that would bring them to salvation your testimonies are signs of God's faithfulness that can lead someone to salvation in your God and that's why we set up memorials that's why you need to document and document your history of God because a lot of times you think that God hasn't done anything for you and what you really need to do, ladies and gentlemen, is kind of recall in the memory of what God has done. When you look back on those things and what God has done, it puts you back in proper perspective. They say, I can keep running this race. I can keep doing this. I can keep moving forward. I can because God's hand is with me. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? Again. What are these stones? These stones, ladies and gentlemen, are a reminder of God's faithfulness in our lives. Two, it's a point of contact of God's work for the future generations. And three, it serves as a sign to the world of God's power so that they may serve the God in heaven and that he is God that they could serve and that they could trust. That our God is reliable. He is dependable. That he's faithful. And if you give him your life, he will show that in your life. If you just give him to him. Stand to your feet. What are these stones? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, if you're not saved today, I want to offer you salvation. I want to offer you the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. No matter where you're watching, if you're watching or if you watch this on demand. I want you to know that there is a God, despite of what Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. 
We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.